Good evening. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you may be doing, we wish to thank you for tuning in to this episode of Just Another Conspiracy Show with your host, Jeff Williams. Now, very soon now, the new year will be upon us. And let me wish everyone a happy new year. And if you're catching this show after the event, then I hope you had a good time. As a matter of fact, a new year, New Year's celebration is about having a good time. And by all means, after tonight's show, do not think I am in any way a party pooper. Quite the opposite. Go out, have some fun, get together with friends. Maybe indulge a little in your choice of whatever makes you happy, be it good food, good wine, good company, or perhaps good music. But whatever you are doing, remember, be conscious at all times, you are participating in a ritual, a very ancient ritual. The custom of celebrating on January the 1st is not so ancient as we detailed in last week's show. But the fact is, it is still a ritual that is perpetuated every year, and we're all familiar with it, be it watching New York City's ball descend into Times Square with the famous countdown from 10 down to 1 with millions of people watching and the thousands in attendance all screaming their heads off in time to the rhythm. 10, 9, 8, all at once, together, experiencing the precise same moment until the countdown reaches zero. And then what happens? Fireworks, music, cheering, like the greatest Super Bowl victory or Stanley Cup or whatever fantastic thing might be prompting people to celebrate. Yes, that is the ritual we are talking about today. And it all goes back to the dawn of the new year, or at least as the new year was decreed in the 1500s. It used to be April 1st, but now it's January 1st. The month moved to the month of of Janus. Now, Janus is the god of boundaries, and it has two faces, but it's also named after Juno, the wife of Jupiter. Yes, the actual month has two faces, both in the male side, the female side, And the male side itself has two faces, hidden twos within hidden twos. The male side, Janus, is a fickle creature, but we'll come back to that in a moment. Juno, the female side of the month, Juno, January, Janus, January, it all works, it all comes from the same word, but Juno is a little more forgiving of the two. Like I said before, 
the female is a little more coercive in her methods. Now, Juno is a goddess of the hearth, and in antiquity, the hearth was all matters of the home, be it, you know, fidelity between partners, harmony, and even love. Those rare times where the female is ascendant, we do experience peace and harmony and fidelity. However, at this time of year, just after the winter solstice, the male is an ascendant. So Janus, the two-headed god of boundaries, and indeed the god of war, is the one who shows himself. He is the one ascendant. Now, the quality of the year um, is absolutely reflected in which god shows their face. And the Illuminati has lately been quite determined to invoke Janus over Juno because they don't want peace. When people are at peace, we begin to realize things like we want a better world. We want to understand each other better. Heck, we even want good things to happen to each other. But when Janus, the male qualities in effect, were competitive, were fighting with each other, were backstabbers, were the exact opposite. And this year, Janus indeed is rearing his ugly head. Now, one perfect thing that you need at any New Year's party, whatever it might be, is going to be music, some sort of entertainment. And the hidden ones, the Illuminati, the New World Order, whatever you might want to call them, are absolutely neck deep in the music scene. Every single one of those stars owes their, owes their fame and posterity one way or another to higher powers. They have dirt on everybody. And of course, those same hidden powers believe that by observing a ritual, you become part of it. Think about it. At this simple level, if you go to a local high school play or even a poetry reading, the the actors, the reader, the narrator, whoever it might be, is performing better in front of an audience than he would simply reading into a mirror. And the reason is, his ritual, his little spell, is being echoed by all the faces in the audience. They are spellbound by the actor or the actress's presence. How much so on a much bigger scale when a person is releasing albums, when a person is releasing you know, music that's heard on the radio or when they're performing at a Super Bowl or at a New Year's Eve concert when so many people are watching every single thing they do. You see, it's not necessarily a bad thing to participate in these rituals, particularly not the local acts. By all means, go out and see your local acts. These are people, they're very talented, and I encourage you to go out and enjoy everything they have to offer. But just by your presence at these places, or even watching on TV, you are passively lending your personal energy to that ritual. And these rituals, the big ones, your Super Bowl, your New Year's Eve, your can't-miss television entertainment events, are the ones where they want your passive energy. They want their ritual to be heard around the world. 
and New Year's Eve is absolutely the one night that echoes everywhere. Be it China, be it Israel, be it Uzbekistan, be it Russia, everyone pays attention when New Year's Eve comes around. We've seen the follow cameras as they go from city to city, each one showing, let's say, Tokyo. And Tokyo, they have their festival. Then it moves to another place, say Indonesia, Jakarta, whatever it might be. And each person is shown participating in the ritual. So by the time it comes to our part of the world, you're being shown that, hey, the rest of the world's in on this action. Why aren't you? And we hear their music, we see their fireworks, we see their celebration at the turn of a day where we reset from 365 to 1. And that's all a New Year's really is, going from day 365 to day 1. To put it in a binary sense, going from 1 to 0, from 1 full year to 0, a brand new year. And of course, we're going to have a lot of people make a New Year's resolutions or two that are probably not going to survive the day. But let's concentrate back on New Year's Eve itself. Now, let's take a look at what Janice has taken care of with his last few visits. We've certainly seen the more dark side of his face. In 2016, we had a rash of celebrity deaths. They were dropping like flies. And most notably, we had all the deaths in the music world. David Bowie, for example, but perhaps most significantly, was the man who called himself Prince. Now, there was so much bloodshed in that year, Prince seems another, just another fatality. And indeed, in a year where David Bowie and Prince both died together, it's very difficult to pick on one particular individual as being the bigger talent. And since it's not my intention to judge talent here, I'm just going to focus on the message that was left for you. Prince was an innovator in many respects. He was so talented that by 17 years old, he had a recording contract. And the studio was so impressed with him, they gave him free reign on that recording contract. They gave a 17-year-old the chance to do whatever he wanted to do in music. This wasn't simply another garage band practicing in their parents' in their parents' basement. No, this was a seriously talented man. However, even though he'd had his talents and he would have undoubtedly made his way one way or the other, the fact is he had to sell part of his soul to the hidden ones, to the Illuminati. And that's just a part of fame. You see, to receive the accolades that he did, um, he not only was able to provide the music, which of course the Illuminati is always interested in new music. Why, you might ask? Because they always need new entertainers to replace the old ones they're getting rid of. Your life as a musical entertainer is usually pretty limited. The Rolling Stones, of course, being a notable exception. But most other entertainers burn out pretty quickly, and by 40 or 50 years old, 
they're singing in a casino, you know, the same tunes that they had done 30, 40 years previously, but not so Prince. Prince was the opposite. And remember, he himself adopted the name Prince, the moniker Prince. The other Prince that we associate with modern music would be Michael Jackson, the Prince of Pop. And incidentally, both died from a medication overdose. This is curious because while Michael Jackson's death was eventually ruled as negligent homicide, Prince is considered an accidental overdose on fentanyl. Now, Prince was notoriously famous for his clean living. He was very devout. He was he was a wonderful person. People who have met him in met him in real life had always said that he was a genuine caring individual. And fentanyl, as you may know, is a drug that has recently become recently become very famous, or should I say infamous, because of its lethal effects. Plenty and plenty of people are dying from contact with this drug. And where is this drug coming from, you might ask? It, it was first synthesized in 1968. And it is available by prescription, but most doctors are not going to give you a prescription. However, the lives of the rich and famous, in the lives of the rich and famous, you don't need a doctor to give you a prescription. Doctors are lining up to give you prescriptions. Again, the NWO, the New World Order, is controlling you. Because if they can get you hooked, if they can get you addicted, then you are completely dependent on them. But back to the ritual. We're back to 2016 with all the deaths going on. And Prince's stands out for several reasons. First of all, the killing of the prince symbolically means royal blood has been shed. Now, while Prince himself may not have been directly of royal blood, the fact is he was recognized as one of the greatest of his generation in musical accomplishments. And when you kill a prince, you take away the royalty. It's just like the Russian Revolution. You're killing the royalty off, and you're dousing the place with blood to make sure that that never comes back. Prince, however, has a rather interesting secret. Prince has an entire vault of videos and music and even documentaries that have never been released. Kevin Smith, famously, the, the, sorry, Kevin Smith, the director of Mall Rats, Clerks, um, Red State, and several other films, he Direct, he filmed and produced a documentary for Prince, which was put into this magical vault and disappeared. It has never been seen to this day. And unlike many other estates, Prince's estate has never seen fit to release this video or any of the other music that he would have. Now, it seems simply illogical to be sitting on a treasure trove like the lost works of Prince and not release anything after two years. I mean, personally, if I inherited such a thing, I would think the artist would be honored by me releasing a selection of particularly pleasant songs. 
and certainly the audience is there for it. <laughs> if Prince made a comeback today, 100% for sure he could sell out an arena. But the fact is, he was a sacrifice, and his music and, and all of his works have been held in escrow. Now, the reason for that is after the blood of the prince has flo flown from the knife that was used to kill him, or the drug in this case, the seed of his genius, the seed remains intact. So, the blood has flown, the seed is intact, and has been hidden away for safekeeping. Now, in this way, um, they keep alive his essence and indeed his humanity and of course the double entendre of the seed is sperm now this brings us to the face of janice that appeared in 2017 which was much darker um pretty much every major celebrity had some sort of an accusation of sexual assault and whether they've been affirmed or not they still were having it done to them. And those who weren't accusing others were being accused. Now, as an aside, I think sexual assault is a horrific crime. And any, any person out there who's been victimized by it has my absolute sympathy. But... Last year, 2017, we went from celebrity deaths to celebrity fetishes, celebrity pornography, celebrity celebrities doing simply insane things. We went from deaths to let's have an orgy. And it wasn't a pleasant orgy. It wasn't a consensual orgy. This was a very, very assault-oriented orgy. For example... Harvey Weinstein, a famous, well, formerly famous agent and attorney, was, he was caught, well, he wasn't caught, he was masturbating into a plant in front of one of his clients. Now, this is very odd behavior, and we can try to assign some sort of a psychological idea to it, but, um, Louis C.K. was also masturbating in front of females as well, allegedly. And I should say allegedly in both of these cases. So what is this sexual assault and masturbation and all these crazy things celebrities and celebrity agents are doing for? Well, we can't really give it a psychological reason. Experts have been trying and whether they evoke Freud or whether they evoke the latest psychological theory it doesn't work and but instead we have to go to a parapsychological explanation again 2016's slaughters was one ritual and out of that ritual we were left seeds there were some libraries there were some leftovers and they were the core of what was to come add to that the masturbation, the sexual deviances from 2017 is an attempt to awaken those seeds. Now, in 2017, the hidden ones needed a ritual to redeem that blood that they had shed from the year before. 
and when they need a ritual performed, they tap their celebrity wing. So when a ritual is performed with death and with, uh, with sex, then according to Freud, everything makes sense. You see, death is the Thanatos instinct and sex would be the Eros instinct. Thanatos, the death instinct, is supposedly not only what gives us our fear of death, but also is what gives us that exhilarating rush when we do, when we go on that roller coaster, when we jump from an airplane and parachute down, when we climb up the side, whenever we do something that defies death. That's part of the Thanatos instinct, as well as when we shy away from it and try to keep ourselves alive. The Eros instinct is love. It's the instinct that drives us towards, you know, finding common companionship, towards holding each other close, to, to patting each other on the back and saying, it's okay. Now, Th Thanatos and Eros are two different sides of the ancient, um, ancient pantheon. <clears throat> ancient pantheon. Thanatos and Eros, as divinities, rarely interacted. They had their own little worlds, and they were perfectly happy keeping apart from one another. But if you look at, if you look at them personified, Thanatos and the desire, desire for death, was available in two, was sorry was, was prevalent in 2016, and Eros, this desire for sex, was prevalent in 2017. In one word, this is alchemy. We're marrying two separate things together. The alchemical, alchemical marriage is an old expression that is intended to show two things being welded together. And the Illuminati in these two years, 2016 and 2017, have welded together Thanatos and Eros in one of the most bizarre rituals of all time. Um, all you have to do is go look up any book on alchemy and you can see that you have to take the blood of the victim and a bit of sperm, mix it together, and out of that will come a homunculus. A homunculus is a human-like being, and in some interpretations it is a perfected human being. Now, this is not what I believe I should point out. This is what the Illuminati believe, the hidden ones. And this is the ritual they want you to accompany them in. Now, with Thanatos and Eros being united on the world stage as part of this continuing celebrity, <laughs> celebrity show, shall we call it, I hate to call it that, but that's what it is. That's why they want you to watch their celebrities. That's why entertainment has channels devoted solely to entertainment. That's why you can see, you can turn on to television, you can Google whatever it is, and your favorite celebrity, whoever it might be, will be featured. So that way it brings you into the ritual. And since we have we, since we have the seeds planted from 2016, 2016's death toll, in fact, becomes the blood of menstruation. And 
the sexual assaults of 2017 are the the sorry the conceivement of a blood child, a homunculus, or a moon child. So, when you're watching the next show, New Year's Eve 2018, I want you to remember these rituals from the past two years. I'm not even going very far back. This is not only within living memory, this is within incredibly recent memory. Anyone not in a coma will remember this very clearly. But as you're observing the transition to 2018, keep in mind you are already part of the celebrity bloodbaths in 2016 and the celebrity assaults of 2017. So the question becomes, what will be, what will be produced in 2018? Like I said, there will be an offspring in 2018. The question is, will it be a good offspring or a bad offspring? Will it be a sinner or a savior? Will it be a sorcerer or a redeemer? This is why we have to keep our own thoughts pure, our own thoughts positive. It's okay to go out and to have a good time. It's okay to listen to your favorite music. It's okay to watch that movie, whatever it might be so long as you maintain your detachment. Don't become part of the ritual. Don't fall into what they're trying to sell you. Because that's when you become just another victim. Just another pawn in their big scheme to make sure their ritual proceeds forth and their moonchild can come forth and take the position they want. And I assure you, when the higher powers are involved, the Illuminati, it will never be good. Fortunately, we have something else on our side. There's one reason the Illuminati have been kept in check for all these years, Excuse me, and it's not only people like you and me. There is a creative force in the universe. You can call it God, you can call it Allah, you can call it the unknowable, whatever it might be, but that force is the one that always tips the advantage slightly towards us. Yes, if we do not pay attention, if we do not wake up, if we don't stand and rise together, and I'm not talking armed revolution here, I'm talking we stand as one people with one voice, and we say we are the human race, and we are here to take back what is ours. If we do not do that, then... Illuminati will get their way, at least for a little while. But usually there's enough people that are willing to stand up and say, we are not going to take it. So again, this New Year's as it comes, pour yourself a glass of cheer, sing Old Lang Syne by all means, but keep your thoughts focused on a positive 2018 for everybody, for yourself, for your neighbor, and even for our friends in the Illuminati, because it's not even too late for them. They can still be redeemed. And hopefully, just like the Theosophical Society discovered, when you anoint a savior, they will discover their own path and bring a brighter ray to the entire human race. Now, 
Happy New Year to one and all. This has been another broadcast from Jeff Williams of Just Another Conspiracy Show. I thank you for joining us and to all a good night.